0: Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome to Opening Set. Thanks for listening. This is your boy, King Most. Shout out to my man, John Reyes, the show producer. First of all, Opening Set is on all socials under Opening Set. And that's Instagram, SoundCloud, MixCloud. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Music, share, do all that great fun stuff. Today's very, very special guest, as you know, is the one and only shortcut. And normally in his intros, I would kind of run through all these accolades, but it's shortcut. He's won every title, is in three of the best crews ever, and... He's shortcuts, yeah. So I nerded out and you know asked a lot of very specific things that if you've been following him for a long time you would know. And case in point, it was this infamous DJ battle between the X Men, this you know super revered crew from New York City, versus the visual scratch pickles, and that was shortcuts' primary group at the time, along with DJ Q-Bird and Mixmaster Mike, both legends. So they did this battle, and you know it was in some I imagine some packed little auditorium, but it got bootlegged on video and started traveling the world. I remember being a little, little-ass kid getting his VHS, putting it in, and seeing the Scratch Pickles routine. And within the first 30 seconds, like, everything was different after that. I was jumping on my bed. It was like I was like watching a basketball game. It was the best thing ever. So to kind of be able to ask him a question about how he made his routine up, my head spun. It was so great. Check it out.
1: I was peeping with a big crew from the West. and. X-Men being a big crew From the east you know, It would be a good thing to do We did a show in, in Zurich And we came back Yo we got four days Till we head back so You did we, this in
0: four days We have
1: to New York In four days for this shit So what are we gonna do? Me and Q and Mike were like, okay, we'll just stay at Q's house for them, like three days straight. We'll sleep in the living room. Then we'll wake up, practice until like nighttime and sleep. And we did that. We knocked that whole 15-minute routine in three days.
0: So 72 hours.
1: Yeah, fire under our asses. But, you know, just watching what Mike came to the table with and what, what Q came to the table with and what I had, like ideas I had, you know, like it just all fell into place, you know, like, like a magical time, man.
0: So there you have it. My head exploded. It was something else. And by the way, if uh, if you're a fan of the first season, we had Neil Armstrong. And there's a cool little connection between Neil Armstrong and the battle we were just talking about. So in this conversation, we cover a lot of ground. uh, Everything from the funny way that q and Shortcut, how they linked up. How being a DJ overseas kind of makes us ambassadors. And we finally learn what makes a great DJ. If we're ever going to know that answer, it's going to be from Shortcut. I think my takeaway is that first of all, we had to do a part two, because there's still a lot of questions that I forgot about and I wanted to know about, but time is what it is. But I think what it was really is that hearing his story, how you can be one of the all time greatest and be super graceful and humble and kind of, you know, if you kind of keep a good head on your shoulders, you'll be all right in this business. You know, Um, I think just thinking about how he was like, you know, 17, 18, 19, like traveling the world. And thinking when I was that age, I had no capacity to go and travel, especially go and perform in front of strangers. So there's there's an effortlessness that Shortcut exhibits, and it's really cool to kind of like hear that story and constantly see that. And you can follow our dude on all socials under Shortcut, S-H-O-R-T-K-U-T find him wherever scratch pickles beat junkies or triple threat are performing i mean it's he's out there and if you don't know who he is hopefully after this talk you'll be inspired to kind of check out his other stuff and just kind of follow him really he's just uh he's, he's that dude all right guys opening set podcast king most john ray shortcut enjoy all right what's up everybody welcome to opening set podcast this is season two episode two and this is also our first episode We're off-site We're remote location Man, today's a very special guest Thank you so much for doing this, dude Right on, dude Thanks for having me That's the voice of DJ Shortcut The one and only Give it up for him well. brr, 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 brr. Air horn, air horn <laughs> Oh, man, thank you Dude, I'm going to just tell you Straight up from the start I grew up on you deadass, like you being one of the many local legends and having a friend of a friend and oh yeah, guess what I saw at the mall today? I saw a shortcut, like no way. And you were this myth, you were this legend even before the worldwide thing happened, man. So I grew up on you and to this day, man, I'm still so inspired by you and I'm, yeah, man. Oh
1: man, I think just as DJs, we inspire each other, you know what I mean? We all have that little s- certain element that like, oh man, he got that.
0: Yeah, or yeah. she got that. Yeah, it's like a brother or sister, yeah, like a family yeah. thing, you and know. that's
1: something that I think we should hold dear to us because... MCs don't got that shit. Sometimes, right? I mean, yeah. like, but well, with DJs, at least, like, we feed off each other's energy, and that's how we take it to some other shit. You know? Yeah, I mean, something positive. I, yeah. That's just how I look at but it. No, that's
0: how I felt like, seeing you, and obviously the rest of your crew. I bet you three crews that we'll talk about in okay. a second. <laughs> just feeding off of that, and you know, for me being like a young kid, and like, yo, he's a local hero. and it just again, when you see somebody from your neighborhood or your area make it and inspire you, you're like. Fuck, it's, it's that whole thing, that kind of oh, keeping, it, yeah. keeping it forward, man. And also, it's not just a local thing. It's global, too. You mentioned your friend in Tokyo, DJ. Tashi, yeah. Who is like an OG Japan DJ, and you guys are still friends. And is language doesn't... Is but, not I mean, a, he
1: speaks English, but it's like, even in different parts of the world, like, certain cats you just run to, like, oh, I know you, but, like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. Yeah. But we have that mutual respect for each other. Yeah. Because on the music tip, like, oh, you're a dope-ass DJ.
0: Yeah. We had a guest, DJ Excel, and he said the same thing. He's like... I could be in a room. You, we don't speak the language at all. You don't understand the language that you're listening. I don't speak the language that you speak, but yet we still have a connection. Right. So worldwide, you travel all the time. You just came from Moscow? Yeah. So well, as American in year 2018, what is it like going to Russia? Like, You know what?
1: <laughs> I mean, well, just the current state of what it is right now with the whole, like, you know, Russian or and it's not our friends or whoever's saying that, whether you're on the right or left, I'm... I think that's one thing about being a musician. You don't see that shit. You go there for the people, the love that they give you, whether they do give you love or not. But for me, I would say, like, in interviews, like, Moscow is my favorite place to play in the world. Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. Wow. I've never heard that
0: from Dude. anybody, but because yeah, I don't know. I remember,
1: cause I mean, I've been there about, like, almost 10 times now. Holy shit, bro, yeah. really? I and mean, okay. every time I go there, that's always a new relationship with them. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know what to expect. You know, growing up, ooh, Russia. Yeah. Oh, we can't go there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But when you finally go there, it's like, oh, man, people are hella friendly out here. Especially the hip-hop cats. Like, in cats, you never knew that who you were. Like, my God, you guys know who I am? That's, that's cool. <laughs> you know I mean? so, but just going out there this last time with Mike was great because I haven't performed. Mixed Master Mike. Oh, Mixed Master okay, it's to make sure. nice, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Mixed Master Mike haven't performed together in a long time and just catching up with everything. And I'm so proud of that guy, man. He's such a rock star. Yeah, well, you're a rock star
0: too, man. But, you, not, but, but, you, but,
1: but okay, so I mean, I appreciate that you look at me that way, but I am no near rock star than that guy, because that dude is on some stadium shit. And when I say stadium shit, like he knows, like when I perform, you know, I'll play the role, I'll try to go in front of the stage and get the crowd going on, and go back to the booth and just you know act it out. But when Mike does it, it's a little different. No, actually, it's not even a little different. It's more different. He comes out with like a lava flow from the top of his head, uh-huh. <laughs> and that just exploding in the whole time he performs, and people are just so like. You can just see the people just oh, the whole time, you
0: know. Yeah, the uh, they're, yeah, they're,
1: adrenaline. Yeah, the rock star I think. The rock star shit is out there. Like for a guy who's had to open for the whole Metallica world. Yeah, that's
0: right. Oh man, you know what I'm like, <laughs> I kind of forget that. And yeah. I
1: talked to him. Like, how do you deal with that shit, like, dude? It's different, man. Like after a while, you know, especially being with the Beasties, that taught me how to like think broader. Wow. You know? like,
0: well, that's the question I wanted to ask you because okay, you are one of the world's best, and you happen to live in the same neighborhood as the other world's best, Kubert, and then you also have Disc. Uh, another member from the Scratch Pickles (laughs) Rock City DJs. And then you befriend Mixmaster Mike and then you befriend Apollo. I mean, just the odds of like the five best DJs end up becoming friends, living in the same neighborhood, getting along, and then forming a group. That's some crazy stuff.
1: That just doesn't happen. I had no idea that was going to happen. I mean, like, everyone you need right now, those are the guys I was looking up to in the scene. You know what I mean? These are the, the names I see on, on flyers and locally. Oh, so-and-so. was like, oh, Apollo's going to be there? Oh, shit, there's going to be a party. <laughs> oh, Apollo and Mike. and I remember when Apollo, Mike, and the first formed, or even going to the local battles and seeing disc in it. Like, it just... I'm the little kid. I'm 13, 12, 13. Like, just look at these flyers and, and just seeing that and like, wow, these cats are amazing. You know what I mean? like
0: And now they're your friends. And now, well, well, they're your brothers. Well, now, was
1: brothers yeah. and then they put me under the wing. You know what I mean? Like, me and my boy Derek D, we did a Yeah, a shout out
0: to Derek D, the yeah. mayor, the mayor's ceremony. The mayor's ceremony. <laughs> man, my,
1: that's my brother from my uh, my mobile crew. Just so too hype. Yeah. Uh-huh. We did a party in San Francisco and that's what Rock City, West Coast Rock City crew. Yeah. DJs and b boys, and that was
0: Cubert mix master Mike and Apollo. Yeah, and okay. then,
1: you know, I remember Apollo coming up to us and like, "Hey, y'all got, I gotta have it, LG." And I was like, "The new hot underground shit at the time." Yeah. And me and Derek told each other, "Oh, we do have that shit. We dropped it, and like, you know, just like, you now Apollo looked at me like, oh, you know, giving that little nod of approval, like, so y'all know what time it is type shit. You know what I mean? Like, and that made us, you know, during a time where like freestyle and real poppy stuff was really prevalent in the club scene. You know what I mean? Like I said, like just getting that from the big dudes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, what is your kind of relationship with these guys uh, at the time? Because you have seen the world, you traveled, you like cover magazines and doing this stuff. Has it kind of evolved over the past? I don't know, like two decades now.
1: Well, I mean, you know, at first I was still in awe. Of course, I mean, I'm still a fan of them now. But just being, you know, going into their house, practicing with them.
0: And this is excels yeah, the Excelsior house, the pink like, like, house.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you go to Keyboard's house back in the days in the '90s, just going to his little dungeon room and practicing with I mean that's how we were actually. You know, um, my boy who taught me how to DJ that's how we got to meet Q because we knew that Q was the only guy with the DMC and seminar videos we cold call him you know he would slang him
0: <laughs> oh okay he was so Qbert was selling DMC videos and you were like yo can we come and check these out yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah well while it was dubbing
0: okay I
1: oh. practiced with him
0: <laughs> but you know but he was already Qbert already he, he was, was already Qbert but you guys had, weren't crew yet he had,
1: no we weren't crew yet okay. he had just won the 91 USA
0: okay so you're like can I buy a, DV- can I buy a VHS video <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then you know just to practice with him and he saw me practice and we were both like oh shit
0: okay come by again another time so yeah
1: tripping off each other like oh shit we both got cuts but i already know who he was yeah yeah yeah
0: so you played a low and then clicked up with him and then at the same time 9192 was other kind of crew members or people to become crew members still in the mix or what
1: uh there was i mean they were all members i mean you know of course it was just q mike and apollo first and but you know hanging around mutually was like disc he was always in the mix too.
0: You were still in Just Too Hype. I was still
1: mobile, yeah. So it's in Just Too Hype.
0: And I think this is important for, uh, I guess, people outside of California. Just Too Hype was a mobile DJ crew. Yeah,
1: we were a sound system.
0: Oh, sound system. Okay. Yeah. I guess for the people that do not know, give okay, like us an idea, what it means to you to be in a sound system. In the sound mo- system. So, and, and what it kind of led into later.
1: Sound system, I mean, just like how like the Jamaicans did it. We'd set up the party at anywhere, pretty much, at a hall or a, a ballroom or even somewhere outside. Stack up a bunch of bass cabinets, speakers. You know what I mean? There was like 13 of us. So there would be like three DJs, but everyone else is roadie, pretty much. Hooking up lights, trusts, the whole thing. We do weddings, 18th birthday parties. And were these your first gigs? I was doing mobiles from 87 to
0: 95. Oh, so while you are winning championships and being part of ISP and you're yeah. like...
1: Yeah, I had to stop doing the mobiles because I was, me and the ISP started traveling a lot. Yeah,
0: like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so... So this whole time you're setting up trust, you're doing lights, you're Still doing... doing it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, pretty much. And were you also doing nightclubs? No, not yet. Because yeah. you weren't old enough. I wasn't you're... old enough. <laughs> okay.
1: started doing nightclubs in 94.
0: Okay. So if you're doing these mobile clubs and like, you know, you just came back when you were at a championship and say, 92, that's still kind of weird. It's like, yo, I just won a championship. I'm DJing someone's cotillion.
1: No, it was just not a lot of people knew. It was kind of cool, actually. <laughs> oh, word? okay. Just because it's like people outside that don't see that scene as much, you know what I mean? But like, as far as trying to make loot, I'm like fresh out of high school, trying to make some money on the weekend. Actually, I'm going to rephrase that. It was actually more of a time to hang out with your friends.
0: Oh, the cotillion. Games.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, we charge cotillion like 500 bucks. That'll probably be enough for me maybe to buy another light and then for everyone to go to Denny's after. Oh, Denny's.
0: I wish we were the one in Daily City, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. We're, we're yeah. getting hyper local, but fuck it. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but, yeah,
1: but, but you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, just doing the mobiles. Doing mobiles pretty much taught me how to select music.
0: How to actually do the DJ part that you're, DJ that's you, a big uh, part of your career. Yeah.
1: Sold now, you know what I mean? Like, just being able to know every kind of genre. You have to be able to play for anyone at any given time. Whatever music, whatever genre. I remember the first time we did a, a Latin one, and we didn't know what Latin. We're like, oh shit, why do we have Latin? We have maybe a little bit of salsa, maybe we had a little bit of like Latin hip hop at most, but everything else was like, and that's what you know. We just that's why I learned. Like, okay, I, I gotta up my game. And, did you bomb the? Con- you kinda- oh, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's worse when you get one patron at the gig that kind of looks at you. And gets that hand and puts it like, ah, oh, suck! Oh <laughs> my
0: God, you got him booed. Basically. Yeah, well, yeah, basically you, you quietly got him, booed. You are getting bilingual booed.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not even English, in Spanish. Know, but and like I said, stuff like that builds your character and builds. You know, now you know what to do for the future. You know? Yeah. So. so
0: to this day, is your Latin game? How, what's your Latin game in 2018? Is it decent?
1: It's decent. Okay. So I you mean, get the J Balvin. Yeah, yeah. J Balvin. I mean, but you know, as far as even back then, just like knowing the funniest stuff. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just knowing the overall, like you know, the big ones. Sell your. Big, Cruise. Southern Cruise, all that stuff, you know, Ray Barretto, all that stuff. That comes within hip-hop, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, they just, I'm just picturing you uh, getting booed. It's so funny. Yeah. It's gonna, oh, it's, it's awesome.
1: Gonna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. not know we all like, fuck,
0: we fucked up. When's the last time you think you're in that, a similar situation? Kind of we were talking about the whole traveling around the world, yeah. and I've asked guests, and even when I travel to other cities in the United States, I play differently, I play a different style of music altogether. Right. Do you have to kind of counter that when you go to other cities now, or is it like, I'm shortcut, you're going to like what I do um, or not? Depends where. Okay. Really, really depends. Let's go to Moscow. Since so we're talking about Moscow. Moscow, like I
1: said, okay, so like I said, Moscow is one of my favorite places to play in the world. Like, honestly, I feel like I actually have, if there's any strong fan base I have anywhere in the world, it's probably there. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Not because
0: current news, but just saying, like, because outside of seeing you and maybe like Khan from Khan and Amir out there DJing yeah. and Giles Peterson, I had no idea that Moscow was even up on Western, subcultures. So anyways, so dope, think.
1: So I mean, like, you know... um, when I went out there, I played at some clothing designer, some big clothing designer's club uh-huh. the night before me, David Rodigan played. Oh, wow. But then I played the next night. And,
0: and what did you play, uh, hip-hop? Or I, I what? played more boogie. Like 80s boogie?
1: Boogie in the house. And, you know, some hip-hop. So
0: give me a quick explanation how 80s R&B crosses over well, countries you know. and eras. I mean, because this is music that's like 40 years old now. I don't think there's any, like, popular sound that kind of draws people into that. So how do you think, how do Russians know about Boogie? I don't know.
1: Well, you know, I think, because, know, I mean, when did the Soviet Union fall, like, 90? I, I, 90?
0: Say, I wasn't a history major, so. I want to say, well, <laughs> let's just say
1: 90. Okay. Now, everything before that was just, like, nothing. Black market, if that. Taboo. You know
0: I mean? It was, it was, it was taboo, yeah. Yeah. Was like, yeah,
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like, out there, they appreciate music like I've never seen other people appreciate music. We were tripping, like, me and Michael tripping off the competitors at the battle. We're so boom-bapped out. We're like, holy shit, just no It's like, they still love premiere. Uh huh, dilated. Dilated, like, that's a hard shit. While, you know, like, now the trap shit, like, what are you guys on in the States? Cause, oh,
0: really? Look at us weird.
1: Yeah. Cause, oh, wow. Because I would be
0: looking around, like, why are you playing this, like, wash shit? Like, play the new, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what
1: I'm saying. Is, but, you know, whatever it is, they look at the root of it and really appreciate the elements of the origins. I'll give you an example. Fucking you go to St. Petersburg, funk music's still big over there. They have their own funk bands out there. And then they're the ones who provide the music for the B Boys. The B-Boy scene is the biggest shit I've ever seen, besides all the BCs and the fucking R16s and all that stuff for the, you know, Korea and Russia has a really big scene. Wait, wait, B-boy so scene. I'm you sorry. I got to stop. So
0: they have B Boy battles are big. And that I know, I know break dancing is a global thing because right. I, I get it. But then they have actual funk bands that funk play, band. play, instead of us playing breaks, they'll play. The drummer won't go to the break and
1: he'll play the. I mean, like. It's like a is,
0: band doing cover for the Apache and Jimmy Cassidy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but they have their own shit So they're making their they're own pre- music They're pressing up their own 45s I have some here But yeah
0: So they're making their own B-boy hits Yeah In Russia mm-hmm. And what's so funny Because in America We all look at that What's this antiquated Old head shit You yeah. know we, Which is I don't know Maybe that's so weird Well it's
1: just you know, sad, it's sad like We tend to like not, You know When it was big or When it was big You know of course When the music trends change We kind of just overlook it And not trip off it As much as when it was big Over there They can still hold on to it See, I don't know. That's just what I've seen. I, I, could I be wrong. It. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll no. an example, man. Like, the Russians wanted to do a battle with us and the X-Men.
0: Damn. Just on some out of respect because, well, yeah, because you guys are the X-Men and the ISP. Yeah.
1: I mean, they want to do that, those kind of shit, like real foundation. Like, they, the last foundation ballet really threw was Storm versus Crazy Legs.
0: Oh, wow. Kind of thing. You know and for our listeners, Storm and Crazy Legs are the godfathers of breakdancing.
1: Yeah. Europe and the U.S. Yeah. Just to show you that, that they really preserve the origins of everything. So, like you know, as far as music, know. going back to like boogie, I'm sure like you know when dance music came along to Russia, I'm sure like people tried to look to the origins of everything.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the thing that's like now that this idea, the style of music, or this creativity was repressed, they probably even wanted more because like this is what the government was afraid right. to have. Right. So it's they, really They, never had it. they Yeah. Oh no, they were they were denied it. They were denied it, yeah. and now that it's
1: free for everybody. We can't get enough of it.
0: D-Train and even... No, nah, even D-Train, oh. that's like easy. They want like obscure... You no, know. they
1: love that too. There's nothing else so I'm like, oh, that's just a normal tune. To us, that's a normal tune. Yeah. To them, as long as I make some dance and they're just happy.
0: So is it like that in other countries that you've been to? Because
1: you're also no. the first
0: guy I saw you are going to like, for lack of a better term, exotic location, like Indonesia and you had your whole Dubai thing. Right. Different animal? Different. Okay. this day
1: and night situation, go to Taiwan. I mean, no disrespect to Taiwanese, but it's very dance music oriented like they're really EDM'd out I'm sure it's a little different now probably trapped out now but when I was last there it was really EDM'd out
0: they're not trying to hear Boogie
1: they're not trying to hear no Boogie at all they're not trying to hear anything they don't know there's certain countries I go to like if they just don't know the song they'll get off the dance floor in a heartbeat and unfortunately I've seen that in Taiwan
0: You've experienced it. You've, that's happened to you. It's,
1: it's happened to
0: me. Oh, wait, so this is uh, like eight years ago, five years ago? If EDM was a big thing, so... Four
1: years, five years ago. Yeah. Okay. And you were like, so you bombed in Taiwan? I mean... I am, I'm, I, mean, I had all the shit for it. You know? Like I said, when I play out, I have to have it. Yeah. Even if it's like maybe 10 of the, the doper songs that genre, and I'll back it up with my shit.
0: You know yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's funny, because on the way over here, John and I were talking about... This whole thing about DJing, it's like, it's the idea of, are we DJing to make people happy and please them? Or are we DJing to put people on, like trying to hit them to the... Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's a job for all of us to always put them on. I mean, that's just our, you know, how we separate ourselves from each other. You know what I mean? What's the King most sound? What's the shortcut sound? And I think that's why a lot of promoters I see wild will book us. For example, man, I did the Boiler Room in 2014. I went
0: to that here. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dude, yeah.
1: that shit got me a bunch of kids in Europe. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. On the strength of, like, we didn't know you played house.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, that was a question I had later on. And do you kind of feel that because you're known as a battle DJ, like right. one of the best ever? Or a scratcher, or maybe hip-hop, something like that. But then when you do like, the reggae tapes, when you did the So Much Soul tapes, and you did like house set because you know your house music, you know your rare groove. Right.
1: So is that frustrating at this point, or like people still under... Re- it it sleep- took me a while to get out of that. That resentment? In the 2000s, it was the hardest time ever to get out of that. Really? Just, yeah, just shortcut. Oh, he's, so he's going to do a scratch set. Or hip-hop set. Or hip-hop set, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's when hip-hop was changing, especially... Come two thousand three. Yeah. So it started going a whole nother direction. It was
0: you know, like, like Neptunes, it was hyphy, it was Chrome. Right. Yeah, fun stuff at fun. By that by time. I mean, it was
1: fun. Yeah, it was fun for us. I mean, I will still play that too, but it's just like it was hard. It was really hard to kinda of get out of that label.
0: So everyone kinda of thought that you were just the hip hop DJ. But, like, yeah. but also underground hip hop DJ, not like the club guy either. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, you know, like I mean we could go as far as back as when Triple Threat that's when we really kicked in where like scratch DJ, but trying to play other genres. You know what I mean? Like being able to fit a little bit of everything. In a set of not just hip hop, but a, I'll play a little bit of bricks, a little bit of reggae, dance hall, even play a little bit of house. You know but I
0: mean? yeah, it was like the house that hip hop heads or yeah, yeah. house that hip hop heads or dance can t- hall hip hop. Like, tolerate, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? like I said, like once I got into hip hop as a hip hopper, of course you learn about so many other genres of music.
0: True, true, true.
1: It's really adjusting to every city that you go to. So
0: that kind of the the sound system of mobile DJ, that little spirit oh. has never left you. No, so yeah, it's always it's, in me. So a gym you played in South City, that little learning mm-hmm. lesson it will like, carry you over to Indonesia. Yeah, absolutely, or damn dude. You yeah, what think mean? Of, that's a crazy idea? Like if Future Shortcut went to like eighty Shortcut, like yo the stuff you're doing right now, it's going to matter. It's
1: going to be, oh, totally. And, and you'd
0: be like, whatever, that doesn't make sense. What are you talking about? And,
1: and just reading the crowd period, like you know, during my battle in hip-hop, I never really tripped off the crowd. Yeah, it never, was like
0: dudes nodding their head.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> well, even that too, like I remember I won the cameo battle out here. Wow, that's 93. right.
0: I have that flyer in my shoebox, and I remember that. It's like a black and white flyer, like a right. drawing. Yeah, yeah, I'm such a dork. I
1: yeah. won, <laughs> I won that, that battle, and then after you win that battle, you become a DJ on Camille. So I was supposed to be a DJ on KML, but I didn't understand the politics of currents and recurrence. Mm.
0: Oh, so this I just is on not, the playlist. Play, play. I, I
1: didn't play, I didn't show my playlist. I was playing most underground shit that like, yo, but I just got this twelve inch from fucking so and so in New York. Like, we gotta hear this. And nope.
0: No, we don't wanna hear we it. We don't
1: wanna hear that. that's that's not a part of the da, 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 da. Yeah. Here, let me give you an example of what the new records are, and then I was watching like, you know, Slam, Onyx and this and that, and like I was like, Oh word? So it took me a while to really understand about like having to really read the crowd play for a crowd know how to play their shit but put my shit in there too uh-huh. kind of thing you know so,
0: yeah and this works applies not just here in the states but when you're overseas especially
1: abroad yeah okay you know if I go like to Indonesia uh-huh. go to Bali okay I'll say at least 25, 30% of the crowd really know who I am who came out with stuff to sign with the cameras and the whole shit. That's you know tight, I mean? man. Yeah, but then the 70%, which is the, the majority. majority of the crowd, has no idea what I, you know what I mean? So, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, but then that's where the Reading the Crowd playlist comes into, and I got to play their shit. Or, you know, just you know, play what's hot, of course, and we're going to kind of drizzle a little bit of my stuff that I want to get them open to. I mean, if it's something as simple as playing an original sample to something that's hot now, and then going into the song for me that kind of at least satisfies my soul a little bit
0: yeah no you gotta again this job is one of the few jobs I think that has an element of self gratification like you can do you and it's still and we're playing music in a day our our jobs are tight our lives are tight
1: yeah we can't complain
0: yeah exactly we're totally
1: blessed and you know I think just like I said we're taking people away from their troubles just for two hours Mm.
0: Uh, you know what I forget about that sometimes oh
1: man I've had a shitty week I'm about to see fucking King Moses and Shortcut play. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna get oh, fucked man. up.
1: Not, yeah, I'm gonna get fucked I got up got with the my lift, homies. Got
0: the Uber ready, yo. got the blunt, yeah. Yeah, back.
1: and I'm, we're at the gang and we hear this, all this shit. And, oh, man. Oh, what do you play when he dropped the so Oh, man, I lost my mind. I and mean, we like, that's, I just played Lucas here in Oakland. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the weekend. Someone tipped me 20 bucks just for playing like a bunch of old hyphy shit. Dude told me, yo, man, I've been having a bad week. You took me back, man. Thank you. I'm like, you sure? No, no, is for a drink. No, that's for you. This I'm is like, for
0: playing Kick the Sneak.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but it just comes to show you, man. Like we're we pipers, man. We're like we soothe. The savage beasts. Yeah, out there. We,
0: the forty-hour work week. I gotta go home to you know yeah. troubles with my family, or right. I got whack roommates. But. but I
1: got two hours to just let loose and just you know what I mean smoke something, drink something, and listen to these guys play.
0: I need to remember that more, cause see, I get very introverted. I think, okay, I gotta do a good job. Well, of course. I mean, that's but that's something. all I think. I don't think I, I read the crowd, make sure they're dancing, but I never like empathize with man, Maybe. Yeah, they've had a 40-hour work week. Right. Or maybe this is the one time they can go out because something else has happened.
1: Man, I have, I me and my boys and me and my girls haven't been out in believe, months. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And we're about to check out King Wilson's Shortcut Play. Oh, man, and they blew our minds. I mean, that, to me, is better than any, like, award payment or anything. I mean, just to, that, to me, that's like, wow. You know? Healing. Yeah. yeah. we, yeah. These are all things we forget about.
0: I think because also when you're in it, you know, and you're just thinking about other things and you're chasing other goals, you kind of forget the simpler things that kind of got us into all of this stuff. Yeah.
1: So. You know, I mean, like, it goes back to, like, when you probably first started DJing or when I started doing the mobile sound system stuff. You know, party is pretty much in your hands.
0: <laughs> for better or for worse, dude. The way it's going to go, if it's going to
1: be a shitty night or day, it's on you.
0: Yeah. But yeah. you set
1: the tone, right? So. Yeah. You have the power. Someone's going to boo you or yeah. not. Or not. Or not. And yeah. then, then, yeah, it might but just be okay. Going back to the sound system days, I took so much of that to what I do now because it just teaches you where you want to take it. Like, you know, everyone knows this kind of music, but I'm going to take it here real quick. Yeah. I'm going to segue off here.
0: See, I don't have the balls to do that. I feel like play it safe. I mean, you know, play it safe in your own way. But don't start going to I've
1: long. heard you play, though. You play a lot of curveballs that fucking kill it. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah. man. Oh, okay. I'm tell just saying, tell I'm, me more. Tell no, me more. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's our job, I think, as far as DJ. I mean, I'm not to bring up the whole negative you know, Serato era.
0: Yeah. Nah, because it's, yeah.
1: I mean, it's a good thing for all of us, but at the same time, it's like now more than ever, I feel we have to find things to make us sound different from each other. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's a set where we play House to fucking Dance Hall. Whoa. You know what I mean? Like, or something like that. Just, you know, like, I can't wait for King Moss to play because I know Shortcut plays a different set than King Moss. I hope so. <laughs> but but, no, no, but you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if I was a club goer about to pay 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks to go to a gig, I want to hear a little bit
0: of... A little something else. A little else. some variety, yeah. Yeah, yes, we try, we try. Yeah. So, and this is a question I have prepared. If anyone's going to ever get a definitive or a close definitive answer, it should be from you. What is a good DJ? What
1: is a good DJ? Yeah. Holy shit. We
0: all get say it say There's only a few people I think in the world that can put some weight on like, yo, I think it's these things.
1: A good DJ knows how to play for everyone. I mean, it sounds so fucking... Peace and love, but <laughs> <laughs> seriously, man, like, a good DJ just knows what to play for everyone. Like, how to make 10 people feel like 100 people.
0: Mm, what we were just talking about, the whole 40-hour work week, I'm stressed yeah, out, but, and but you even, took but, me away. But
1: even if you have a crowd that's just like, oh, a lot of people didn't show up to this gig, I get nervous around 10 people. Oh, what? Hell yeah, I just wasn't promoted right, and I'm there. i like, fuck, only 10 people? Why i I gonna make these 10 people feel like 100 people? I'm like, these motherfuckers jump. Wow. I don't care.
0: So 10 people make you nervous, but 3,000 people are like, pfft.
1: Well, ups, but at the well, same yeah, time, but, work, yeah, but I mean yeah. that's scary shit too, <laughs> and that's where the whole thing where having to know how to please the out of the thousand people who came, the thirty people who came with fucking cameras to see you do your shit. So that's why I'm on the mic, yo, yo, am feeling good, I work like some noise. Well, my turn here with this cat's at? And like, "Oh, don't worry, I got y'all. Stay tuned." I got the Mantronic struggle ready. Oh don't yeah, worry. exactly. I got the, I got the B-Box <laughs> shit ready and little no trouble will do all that shit for you in a minute. But right now. Mm-hmm. We're
0: on this and It's reading the crowd, doing yeah, it for everybody. Yeah. If you can see that's your one thing. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah, because yeah. we don't want to be the guy just looking at our laptop the whole time. No, no Or just no, playing no. for ourselves or that whole kind of combative tone of, well, I'm playing the stuff you need to hear and I'm here to educate you. And I think that's that's a little pro- slippery. You that's get just,
1: yeah, well, I'm not even going to call that elitist. It's more of just like, you can do that. Don't expect it to work all the time, though. You know what I mean? You can, you can teach people all day and play the deepest shit and, like, man, Shortcut play all this deep shit I've never heard about. Or, damn, Shortcut play all this shit I've never heard of. It was whack. Yeah, uh, it could go either way. go either way. Uh-huh. That's why, like, for me, I read the crowd. I'll play the hottest shit that's out right now. I'll play the Cardi B this and that, but did you hear the fucking some, something else that goes with that? Maybe some other Latin shit or some salsa shit that can kind of mix with it with that. That will be kind of dope. You know how momentan, that's so big right now.
0: Tropical bass, yeah. Tropical
1: bass, but then play the fucking Pokemon Jam rhythm. That's the original shit to all that. You know what I mean? Like some real dancehall shit. If I could just throw a little bit of that in there, like, oh. And if there's like one music kind of comes up to me at the end of the night, yo, you play that? I heard
0: you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that worth it. Means that's worth that's your kick to sink $20 tip. Yeah. Time. Absolutely. Uh, okay. There's so many questions I want to ask, so we got to find a way to pivot. All right. Here is something that blows my mind about you, bro. All right. So <laughs> you're in Just Too Hype, what we talked about. You're in ISP. You're also in the fucking Junkies, dude. I always forget that. And then you're also in Triple Threat. So there's this thing called the EGOT. Someone that gets an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, and I don't know, uh, an Oscar. <laughs> That's kind of like you, dude. Like, yo, explain this to me. Put Again, I, I, you're in like four of the best DJ crews ever. And I'm sorry, three. Okay. How'd you get into the B-Junkies, dude? Was that before or after ISP? That was
1: before ISP. Wow. Yeah, I was a B-Junkie before the pickles. <laughs> I me and D-Styles got down <laughs> with, with the Junkies in 93. Okay. So you and
0: D-Styles were friends already? Yeah, well, so... That, that's kind of what I was asking for. Like, your friends were the best guys.
1: So, 92, it was Quest and d Styles winning all the local battles.
0: DJ Quest, shout out to him. He's yeah, a big... Shout, yeah, shout out yes, to Quest. He's the, yes,
1: one of the gods out here. scratching turntables in yeah. period. But me and D got cool. When he lived in Fremont, he used to invite me over all the time to practice. So, I practiced with him a lot, and then um, he was going to enter the DMC 93 U.S. West Coast battle. So, we all down together for that.
0: Down to L.A.? L.A., LA. yeah. L.A., yeah.
1: And then we met Romantic. Wow. <sighs> You know, we we're be friends with Redmatic, and he's he like, "Yo, man, we're about to have this crew out here called the Beach Junkies, man. You guys should be down with us." And was like, no. What was
0: the pitch? Give me the elevator pitch. It was
1: dope. Just talking, you know, like we all have the same interests and stuff. And he was telling me, "Was like, yo, I'm down with a crew here called the Beach Junkies. Like, we're just getting our shit together. Like, we've been together for like about a year now. Yo, you guys should be down with us and come through." And like, so we went down to uh, our boy DJ Curse's house, and um, the whole crew was there. It was a trip because the Flare just first came out. Okay, so we we're showing them the Flare. <laughs> and we're just having scratch ciphers like that. And me and D Styles ended up going to LA every week for like a couple of months. Wow. Just driving down the flying now.
0: Just to practice, just to, hang out. just to kick it.
1: Just to kick it. And then Rhett talked to J Rock and said, Yo, can we let him in? I'm like, yeah. Wow. That's my foundation crew, man. Like, I just learned so much overall everything, just DJing 101, music selection. The way to DJ, the way to read the crowd, the way to carry yourself as far as just being a DJ. Just seeing all of them DJ, you, really, you can really tell.
0: There was something special about these guys. There was something
1: special about these guys, yeah. So, like, that's why me and Dee came down there a lot, just to kind of get inspired, you know what I mean? Because, you know, me and Dee inspired each other practicing all the time. But to go down to L.A. All the, every week... <laughs> just come down to practice yeah
0: just to be around a, yeah, comi- just, a community yeah just to
1: feel that, that feel that vibe like man this is dope we were the only two members in the bay at the time yeah from the beach and then a year later
0: you joined the scratch well practice.
1: the thing was <laughs> uh, for me because I lived five minutes away from Q yeah living in Excelsior
0: Excelsior out to Excelsior yeah, yeah
1: so I lived by the cow palace, which is yeah. near there so yeah I would always go to Q's house to watch videos.
0: Because <laughs> he was dumb Cause, he was Cause, <laughs> so, cause, yeah.
1: Well, I you know. Not to put Q out there. <laughs> it's funny now. Yeah, 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 yeah it's Q now, was, yeah. That was dope to, you know, be able to practice with Q and then Q would do so many local shows, he'd have me and Disc open for him. Whoa. Yeah. That's what Mike was in Sacramento at the time I think um, John's from Sacramento oh shit sure. yeah dude <laughs> and, um, Apollo just picked up the uh, from Marsalis kick, the Buckshot LaFont gig I remember this too wow so hanging out at the time was me
0: disc and Q heavy wow so when it comes to the ISB group thing this is one thing I liked about you because I'm into it too scratch drumming why'd you become the drummer? Because I think that kind of makes sense now, because you said you're very shy, you're kind of reserved, you're less vocal than... You...
1: Well, not, not so much that. I was just more in awe of the way Disc and Q scratch, because I mean, watching them go back and forth when they scratch over a beat, it's just mind-blowing at the time, especially. But as a beat juggler, I had a thing about keeping time. You know, when I was hearing, like, you know, just a boom-ba-ta, boom ba boom just try to keep that groove for them, that's where I felt like that was my place. You that's know? your
0: strength. The time.
1: Yeah, that was my calling. I mean, like, I'll keep the beat for them. Yeah,
0: because you, to this day, are my favorite scratch runner. Oh, right on, Yeah, I that's mean, actually one of the things I enjoy practicing, and, like, I always reference, like, oh, that this is... I think and,
1: and, and I noticed too, that it's already a skill in itself to just even do simple boom-cha, boom-cha, boom, boom, boom-boom-boom-cha, boom-cha. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to boom-boom-cha, boom-boom-boom-cha. Yeah, 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 Like, yeah, yeah. just to keep a simple ass... Like a groove Yeah exactly I mean like that in itself Is like tough man You know
0: Yeah I think that's why I also admired it Because you're not The front man You're not I'm the, not the lead, front man the lead but, guitar But yeah. without you The whole shit Quietly falls apart Yeah and So you need to Kind of stay on and, point And
1: I learned a lot Practicing with D Because oh, D being so the nice, uh, yeah. Composer of a lot of shit He showed me How to be silent I want to drop out. I want to come in, and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean, she was always just thinking of it as a, as a fucking producer, like you know, when when people mix down their shit, like when they do dropouts or when shit comes in or when the fucking anyway, it comes on the one. The boom.
0: crescendo, yeah, yeah,
1: just cres- exactly, just you know, impact shit. Think of that. You no, know, no, everything doesn't have to be a solo. There
0: you go, damn, dude. So we're talking about group battles and stuff. This is when I saw this video. I'm not exaggerating. This shit changed my life. It was a bootleg. ISP versus X-Men group battle. <laughs> Blood. I'm sure you get this a lot. So this was like late 90s. You, you traveled to New York. Who set this up?
1: Um, I remember it was Uncle Al. Alex Aquino, Al who, who eventually who? ITF. He and- was the original Pickles manager too. Okay. This is during a time where the whole East Coast, West Coast battle with MCs was kind of like kinda brewing. Wow, I never put those two together. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. I knew it was
0: happening, but I never thought. <laughs> but we, no,
1: we pretty much brought it up during like, yo, it's going to be during the... Uh, we should do it during the Rock City anniversary because it's on some hip-hop shit and do it to show there's an unsung brotherhood there as opposed to, like, being enemies, you know? And ISP being the big crew from the West and X-Men being the big crew from the the East, you know? It would be a good thing to do as an exhibition battle. You can watch that video to this day and make the decision of who won. But at the end, it, was just, like it just shows you the, the apples and oranges uh, and the whole
0: shit. You know? Yes. Uh, that's to say one thing. <laughs> no disrespect. but yeah. So, okay, because that routine, maybe this kind of reveals how I felt about it. Like, within the first 30 seconds, I was like, oh, fuck. Because at that point, I didn't see any type of group routine like that. And I, was, I, was, I like to think I was watching a lot of videos, and I, I saw a lot of Rocksteady and other things you guys were doing. But it was some other shit completely out there. So how many weeks did you guys practice a lot at all? Was it all freestyle? We had just
1: come back from, we did a show in, in Zurich. And we came back, yo, we got four days till we head back. So you did this in four days, we bro? We had to New York in four days for this shit. So what are we going to do? Me and Q and Mike were like, okay, we'll just stay at Q's house for like three days straight. We'll sleep in the living room. Then we'll wake up, practice until like nighttime and sleep. And we did that, we knocked that whole 15 minute routine in three days.
0: So, 72 hours.
1: Yeah. Fire under our asses. But, you know, just watching what Mike came to the table with and what what Q came to the table with and what I had, like ideas I had, and we all, like, it just all fell into place, you know, like, like fucking magical time, man.
0: Bro, like, I'm just saying, like, because that, again, that thing changed everything. And I kind of was saying at the top of the conversation, the fact that, you befriended Mike and then you befriended Cubert. you guys live in the same neighborhood and you guys click musically and then, you know, on some friendship stuff. Right. That's
1: that's pretty fucking extraordinary, man. Oh, man. man. Like, so for me, you have to understand, like, the position I'm in in that battle, I'm performing, and I always say this, I'm performing with my legends that I've been fucking looking up to since I was a kid. But then I'm battling the guys who I got my style from. You know, I'm the only B-Junkie in the crew. My style's totally from X-Men. Because growing up, I wanted to be an X-Men so bad. Wow. <laughs> Damn, yeah, really? like, big time.
0: So while you're in the B-Junkies and ISP, you're like, I really want to be an X-Men.
1: Oh, even before the being part of the Junkies, I wanted to be a part of the X-Men. Wow, dude. Because yeah. I met Rob at the seminar. Rob in eight, Swift. Rob Swift at the, at the seminar 93. You know, we clicked and we we're like, oh, yeah, I heard about you, man. like just Shows you how fast VHS has got around back in the days. Someone's dubbing that, that's why they got the high
0: speed dub, you know, the, the, two, joints. the two joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> had to do that. So. Uh-huh. But no, that's another thing I was, I was talking about all the way over here with John is that the fact that you, you know, Pickles, B Junk, X Men, you guys are all friends right at the time or even to this day you guys are so good and I think like I don't know maybe in other creative fields that may or may not happen but it's kind of I was like well like all these dudes hang out with each other there's no egos there's no beefs was there ever a point where it was like we're friends but I'm actually here to fucking cut your head off
1: in this battle oh yeah well I mean I think there's no battle that you go to on some like well we're about to have fucking tea after this (laughs) you know what I mean like for that battle we wanted to fucking kill him just as much as he wanted to kill us you're in battle mode you know what I mean it was a trip that they went first. So the whole time, me and my were huddled together. Like, oh shit,
0: oh shit. Yo, I guess this is not in a disrespectful way, but when you saw the routine, we were like, we got him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not really. Not we got him totally, but like, okay, good.
0: Like, okay. Okay, that's <laughs> what they did.
1: Okay, cool, 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 cool. To the yeah. point where we felt confident of what we had. But so you were nervous going Fuck first? yeah. And there's not one bell I go to that I'm not nervous. Dude, I do that Freaking Red Bull Soundclash I was nervous for that shit I mean, like, And you brought out Crystal Waters Well I'm just saying I was nervous <laughs> for that too I'm just, There's no battle That like you can go walk into And just be like I got this shit
0: Yeah I just can't picture You three guys being like I don't know guys I don't know
1: No uh-huh. no Well you know I think just because We practiced for three damn days straight Yeah On fucking zombie mode Uh huh Fuck this shit we got this shit. Especially Mike. Mike was the uh our cheerleader. Yeah, leader. Mike's Come hype. Like, Come on, man. We got this shit. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We got this shit. Let's
0: crush these guys and go eat some pizza afterwards. Yeah,
1: pretty much.
0: But after you saw their their set, you're like, we got this. That's you know what I'm saying. Like within the first thirty seconds, I'm like, okay, he's playing bass lines and he's doing this and yeah, you know, I uh, the double time stuff. And we're just trying to next, show them, you know, just
1: showing different flavors. I think that was our main thing going into the battle. Like, what would they do? Okay, if we're gonna do some team shit, they're probably gonna break it up. One's gonna do a kick, one's gonna do a snare, and then one's gonna do a scratch over that. Okay. I mean, we don't know. We didn't really know what they would do, but we were confident enough we have a bunch of other flavor shit that like will trip people out.
0: To say the least.
1: Synchronized shit. Yeah, that ending. Back to back. You know, like me and Mike would do all that kinda of, like the echoing thing. Echoing yeah. You know what I mean? Just stuff like that, breaking shit down, making you know, double double time, going fast again. Quick, super fast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. While we're making that set, we're like, "What did we not do yet? What didn't we cover? We had a fucking wawa pedal shit. Yeah, that's with, right. Q. You, know what I mean, like just simple stuff like that.
0: So you guys, so and you what's, got, our,
1: what's our yo? Well, how are we ending this shit?
0: Oh, the ending.
1: And then you know that's when we first came up with like the real synchronized shit. Like,
0: yeah, that was because that's such like a crescendo moment. Where we're like, bum, bump, bump. Yeah, and, I just did
1: that shit with Mike in Moscow, and that shit, fucking, uh, and that shit worked. Like me and Mike tripped out each other. You know how it sounds, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it's still so right?
0: good. Twenty years. So later. without
1: without practicing it, we just know.
0: By muscle memory,
1: so just kind of shows like certain things from the crew that just stick over time. Really.
0: Yeah, I think for a while, because uh, not for a while, but once after that came out, that became the blueprint and the standard for group routines because the ITF, which is, for our fans listening, ITF was a very popular, it was like a, a DJ competition, right. global, and there was like team routine, there was a team competition, it's singular, separate routines, yeah. yeah, it was very categorical, so everyone's strength could be focused and if you weren't lacking, if you're lacking one ear, you don't have to worry about it. So I think those group routines, so it was like Beat Junkies versus Fifth Platoon versus other groups, but that Clams of Death or that routine in the battle versus the X-Men became the standard. I think that's so, that, yeah, th- yeah everything was different there was nothing it was like literally before and after right so at, this is all like right before the peak of turntilism was really taking off right how yeah. crazy at the peak of, of this whole thing how crazy was it for you like was the money insane was the hotels insane <laughs> how far were you going what were I mean, you doing
1: Yeah, I mean I must say that, you know the, the heydays of the pickles were definitely around that time you know what I mean like as far as being able to tour and tour comfortably and you know what I mean like the perks that came with it and being able to fly first class and all that shit like that was my first taste of it. shit. I'm fucking like nineteen twenty. You're nineteen
0: twenty traveling the world,
1: traveling the world with these guys. You know that? yeah, with yeah, these that's guys. right, yeah, because I was, I was like, yeah. just doing this kind of shit and like. It was just insane to me, man. Like,
0: yeah, because there's no context. Because really, if you think about it, like uh, John and I were saying that, yeah, there was DJs traveling to America and out, you know, more for like dance music. But if you're like a hip-hop DJ, you're maybe touring because you made a record or because you DJed for you know LL Cool J or some shit. Right. So... We, we some
1: turntable shit. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was almost yeah. kind of unheard of. for
0: It still kind of is, a little bit. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: yeah. I mean, you know, but there was that time right after that battle. Uh-huh. There was a big Europe tour that I did with Mike and Q. And we did fucking everywhere from the UK all the way to the like Italy
0: uh-huh.
1: and just started touring that whole circuit you know what I mean? and,
0: it was traveling uh, tough back then or was it easier I don't know I feel like it, it was pre 9-11 so I don't think people were as nervous it, but was, a, not- it was a
1: lot easier back then you know, <laughs> a little really more lax, now that's for sure <laughs> definitely for sure that. Uh-huh. yeah man it was it was, it was it was a different time and you know pickles were at the, the peak you are um, a 20 year old uh,
0: kid traveling the world oh like- man
1: I mean you know I had I, to Prove to my parents why I'm not in school right now, you know? Like, oh, because, yeah, especially, yeah for, especially for a Filipino kid. That's. Oh, shit. Well, let me ask you this.
0: Do your parents at this point now have they, oh, okay, this shit's legit. John's okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, it they, took
0: they, them time, or were they? It took
1: them time, you know? They're still worried about, like, you know, what your 401k looking like. Uh huh. That's where I'm like, now I'm trying to focus more on some other, you know, shares of income. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. But it's still related to what I'm doing. Funny enough, man, I'm, I'm actually going to go back into the sound system business. Dude.
0: Get that. I would get a sound system from you.
1: Uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes sense because I'm like, you know, I'm going to get into a certain age where I'd love to be Jeff and travel to or Flash, so I'm 60, whatever. Jazzy you know? Jeff
0: and Grandmaster Flash. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, those guys are the blueprint right now. The inspiration that you can still do this shit at your age. But at the same time, like, to me, like, you know, what's going to sustain some kind of a real, like, business kind of thing? I think from what I, I learned through the sound system days... It just makes so much more sense now to start another sound system, get a couple of cats who are young and take them under my wing, teach them uh-huh. some music. Well, this is
0: almost cyclical because the way how Apollo and Kiwi took you underneath their wing, yeah. you're doing it the same. To somebody oh, yeah, else.
1: absolutely. I mean, it, it just makes more sense that way. Mentorship. Mentorship.
0: Yeah. So, but around what, what was the one thing that your parents saw that, like, okay, we you can be a DJ, but we'll leave you alone. The, the dreams of us making you, of you becoming a nurse or all the things culturally. It took
1: a couple of things. It took them to see me on a, on, a, on that, on that um, on the pink section of the Frisco.
0: Oh, the day book. So, yeah. Well, it was, I
1: kind of, yo. The, son, the Sunday paper. Like, yeah. I was like, mom, I call on my parents right away. Look at this. Yo, you yeah, guys have the Sunday paper? I said, go to the pink section right now. And they're tripping on and I looked at it like,
0: oh, oh, that's our son? Yeah. And they're
1: like, okay, but what are you going to go? But, but the <laughs> well, you know, the heading was like, you know, how they became the world's most lauded. DJ career in the world or something yeah. like that and so it's kind of showing them like okay so they're going in this direction
0: this is, and did you already travel uh, overseas yet or is it still kind of uh...
1: oh it was, yeah this is during you know when it was me Hugh, and Mike
0: so even doing, going to Stockholm, Sweden and do a, a music festival they were still kind of like we don't know about this it took like the local they paper- just
1: know that yeah, they just know that I'm going somewhere to DJ
0: but I was like, oh, I'm
1: going TV because <laughs> a whole bunch of shit on
0: there. Dude, I love those things. I I got, those things were the best. Oh,
1: They're- no, it's funny as hell. I mean, but it just took him a bunch of that stuff to learn. I think one, for my mom especially, it was uh, opening for Cut Chemist and Shadow at the Fillmore. And I got my parents a nice little place to sit down on the balcony. And they got to see me like as me. And that's what my mom knew like. Know people cheering for me and all that stuff. Like yeah, I never got to see you do this thing, but I now you know like now I understand. Oh, that's really
0: sweet, man. Yeah, because so, yeah. my parents have yet they've never seen me DJ and they know that I'm you know they, this is a oh, legit real thing. But I need to take them you to. You have, have to good, be yeah.
1: very strategic of what you get to take <laughs> them to, to for them to understand and appreciate what you do. Yeah, like for me, like if I had another gig, I would always invite my relatives to mom or something to go oh, yeah. on Mondays. Yeah, just so they know they could sit there and they could kind of like catch a groove and you know me like. It's their shit.
0: Yeah, they're not coming to the King Mo's Stroke club night. They're not coming to the They're not fucking, dancing to the ASAP for no,
1: <laughs> no 70 BPM.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's like an oldie ballet or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, you know. No,
0: um, that's pretty interesting because, yeah.
1: Oh, too. And my mom was there for the making of the ISP album in Japan. So, oh. she was out with the Red Bull Studios with me while we were recording while we are actually, you know, she was sitting in the in the control room while we are actually
0: 13th floor. Yeah,
1: while we were laying down the, uh, the track. So, she got to see that and but see that's so much further along that's like you know I know but, but so even we, then she, but she, yeah. this whole time so this whole time you know Mr. Shortcut is kind of like uh, we'll see how it goes for well, yeah, well I'll tell you this much too you know, especially with DJing there's good months and there's bad months man you know one month you'll be fucking swamped with bookings one month for some strange reason why didn't anyone book me this month so that's why like you know I gotta concentrate on other s- sources of uh come
0: like you know, I'm trying to press a bunch of seven inches now. Yeah, dog. just you know I mean, like, just be smart. Like, yeah, just be smart. Modern, right? yeah. yeah, but like your other contemporaries are doing the same thing. Absolutely. You want to keep up with the times right. We're talking about that. keeping up the times is extremely important in Absolutely. any creative field. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I saw it's funny you're talking about Grants of Flash. I just saw him on Friday, and his whole thing is he shows like a video, and this is the it's very like hip hop 101. Yeah, but that's part of his brand. Right, and he's. Like, he's so solidified and seen as that guy that he's just running with it. But for mm-hmm. other DJs, myself and you and other people. Like, we've seen this. Yeah. Or, know, this. or like, how do we keep it new? For, how, do we keep it new yeah. Yeah. how do we
1: keep it new and fresh? Yeah. I mean, that's just a struggle for any DJ period. I mean, you know, something that you have to f- kind of figure out for yourself as far as your brand, right? Yeah. Like, and also
0: the whole thing, the, the family thing. Like, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know? And that you're a father. Uh, I Actually, by the way, I want to say I love the how you're so open to sharing your love for your daughter. Oh, yeah. I think it's very encouraging. She's yeah, it, it helps. that She's a great, great child. But I think that's really important, especially to DJs and just other people of color to show like a pro example of that, a good example of that. Oh, so, man.
1: You know, I, I, I talk to her all the time, like especially doing what I do for, for a living, just to I have to explain of why is daddy leaving this weekend? Why, why can't you be with me this weekend? Uh, daddy has to work. Daddy has to be out of town. But, you know, I do this for you i do this for us. And then when I come back, it'll be fun. Like, daddy was able to save enough money so we can go to Tokyo Disneyland next year. I, like last year, I took her to Tokyo in the Philippines for the first time. Damn, bro. It was just me and her. That's and beautiful. Was the dopest fucking trip I ever took in my life. Like, just me and her, just riding the trains together. We My boy has an Airbnb in Shibuya.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Just kicked it. And I was just cooking for it. We're just cooking and just having a good time. And I was about 10 years old when I really knew about the Philippines and you know, struggle, what it means to you what it means to me and what, what it is you know the struggle
0: yeah real struggle yeah not real no, struggle not like no one booking this one that's like sleeping yeah. on the street
1: struggle yeah. yeah so I wanted her to see that it was a dope that my job was able to take me and her out there to show her like you know when you think you got it bad look at that cause sleeping on the street well, why aren't they home just, this is their home Kidding me? Like, you know, uh, let really, me tell you about capitalism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why you know. That's why my my, my, my daughter is really. She's a, she's she's a big inspiration for me. to Keep this going. You know what I mean?
0: Really? So she, she was kind of like a second. well, uh, I, I assume financially. But because you wanted to share more with her,
1: or no, just to keep going. You know, she, she's motivated to keep doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, provide for her, of course. One, but just to she's she's like my biggest fan. You know what I mean? Dad, you know you gotta have me more in your IG videos. 'Cause I noticed when I look at my videos with you, you got a lot of more likes and views. And I can't front, man. She's absolutely right. Like there's one of just me and her in Vallejo and she's on her head to me scratching. It was like forty thousand? Like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> and you like,
0: yo, here's my brand new teen. Yeah. Eight hundred. Eight hundred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Looking like mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean you know, I was like, kids will bring that out of you. Yeah. When I'm home, I'm trying to be with her as much as I can, but at the same time, yeah, she inspires me. I tell her, yo, see when she comes to the studio here. Look at all the records and I'm like, damn, damn, I there's a lot of records and stuff.
0: Yeah, this is yours. Oh, this would be. Oh, okay. You so, inhale, do you, I was gonna ask, would you want her to become a DJ? <sighs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like the big inhale okay, okay, pause. Okay. That's good.
1: Because when she was younger, she didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. She was like more of like, damn, Dad, I need a helmet. I'm like, why? Your music's giving me a headache. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but, but you can't really say that because that's what's putting food on our table. I'm like, yeah. oh, Okay. It took her, um, her mom gave her a towel, took it to me on stage one day for like a crowd of a thousand or whatever. Yeah, and you're
0: sweating. And it. she's
1: tripping out like as She's walking up to me. She's looking like at the crowd at the same time like, oh shit. So it kind of gave her an idea of what the job meant, you know? And like, you know, as far as music, she doesn't really have a love for any of the new shit. So it's strictly Prince, Madonna, Michael, and the Whip. Damn, you
0: know I mean? so when I do Soul Slam or Wonderful oh, she'll 35, she'll be there, I'll be like,
1: hey! She'll love it. Trust and I'll be
0: in my, in my walker, in my, <laughs> my space legs, where the fuck's going to be the future. She'll be there. I'm like, oh, hey, what's yeah. up? Hey, but, hey, you, know,
1: but, you. But she's she's up on it, and that, that's what's dope. I said, yo, all this music in here, it's like books, because she loves books. Good. So I tell her, yo, every record in here is like a book. If you read it, there's stories behind it and all that stuff. And like, You don't appreciate it now, but... Trust me, when you have time to yourself to see all this stuff, uh-huh. you're going to love it. So,
0: but you wouldn't want her to become a DJ?
1: Then? Um, I want her to become whatever she wants to be. If she wants to be a DJ, that would be awesome, but, uh, I mean, right now she's more of a singer. Oh, good. Which is kind of cool. uh uh-huh. So that kind of makes me want to get more in producer mode, just world. Like, oh, wow. Because she just loves to sing in the car.
0: Uh-huh. And she's certain. actually
1: And she's actually on note, so like, oh, thank God, she's on key. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
0: Damn! So you might this might be kind of just a healthier, non toxic like Jackson Five like fathered kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. a nice, very no, no, I'll, yeah, nothing really terrible. Of course, I would never course.
1: push her to do anything she doesn't want to do. But I told her like, no, you got the tools. So if you ever wanted to just mess around DJing, you could if you want to." But you know, don't pressure.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think there's only one father son DJ do I know of. And I think uh, I, the rest is just kind of like, yeah, you know, a lot. Like I was talking to Rich and I've talked to other people about their children, Vince, Minna. They always kind of say, you know, if they like music, they like what they like, but eventually they form their own identity and, right. and stuff. Because, yeah, I, when, we're, when they're little kids, there's nothing cool than liking what your parents like. Right. But when you become 10, 12, you're like, oh, old people music. Ew. You know, and that's kind of what I've what my friends with. Teenage sons and daughters right. say the same thing. All
1: the, people, music.
0: yeah, they think, oh, I know, dude, it's so wow. funny. That, I, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a normal thing though. You, beca- I would be weirded out if if I had a child and they basically became the same person I grew up. Like, oh, I'm into like you know underground music and subcultures and DJing. I almost want to be like, yo, go like, I don't know, go start smoking.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, man, go do whatever teenagers no, but do. That's a trip, it's true too, because like, for me, like, well, my dad used to listen to in the web. You know mean like? Mostly either soul or yacht rock kind of stes, right? Oh, okay. But now I love that shit. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah. to this all the time. The ride. You know what yeah, I mean? so that's back why back Steely Dan real quick. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm letting my daughter listen to Steely Dan and and Bee Gees and all that shit. I'm mean, just like, just like, no, this is other stuff.
0: Oh man. That's what you've kind of been talking about the whole time, is that having a wide appreciation and knowledge of music. Yeah. Did you feel you finally got to able to showcase that knowledge of music in your career when you started Triple Threat?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Was that a motivation behind that it? That was
1: a big motivation behind it. Well, uh, well, the big motivation behind Triple Threat, period, was... You know, especially with Vin. Vin was, just one back-to-back. DJ Vinrock, that's, who yeah, was the producer,
0: Rock. a member of the crew, and won some ITF battles. Right. Uh-huh. He
1: won both, uh, both uh, world. world championships. Yeah, dude. So he, had the, he had the belt. He would walk he around with both, the belt. Had, yeah, we had both. Like both, a wrestling you know? belt. That's great, yeah. But the thing was, you know, we both agreed, and, you know, along with Apollo, yeah, that's cool that these 30, 40 kids are in the front with the video cameras just, like, kind of microscoping us. But at the same time, like, what about these other hundreds of people trying to dance? You know what I mean? And we feel like, you know, we can't lose selection. I think me and Vin learned that a lot from Apollo was, you know, selection's key no matter where you are at whatever party you're at. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, a flair can only go so far. A flair can only go <laughs> so far. Or you can
1: only play, you know what I mean? I mean, like I said, cute, I always told Keith, you, you're you, you one of the only cats, if not the only cat, who can do what you do and get the most love for it. You know what I mean? Because you, you, you master that craft. But even if you see like a mixed Master Mike show, He's producing his own shit, but it's just really high-powered fucking production, you know? But it's still kind of a music projection kind of thing. So for us, being just DJs at the time when Triple Threat formed at the end of the 90s, um, we felt that, like, you no, know, we can't lose the crowd. We can't lose the masses. We have to find that balance of the masses and the heads. I think we were able to pull it off, man. Like, a lot of people didn't get it. We got a lot of backlash for it. like People thought we were just, like, turning our backs on the scratches. I mean, mind you, the Crazy just won three back to back DMCs. <laughs> Damn, bro. It was, it it was, was the big. peak. Yeah, yeah. It was peak.
0: It I was, peak. that was the odd thing. It's like it was the peak of turntailism, which is, you know, I guess it's the for the 30, 40 dudes in the front. Right. And you decided to kind of walk away at the height of it to start something else altogether.
1: Yeah. Well not got, maybe not so much walk away from it, but not make it transition. So much, not to make it so much as the focus. You know what I mean, like yeah. if you got triple threat, you'd book us for a three hour set, but you would got everything. Yeah. We'll open up with like a turntable, like we'll remix songs. Yeah, I remember that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for the first 15 minutes, then Vin will go out for 15 to 20 minutes by himself on some hip-hop shit. Apollo followed up with a brick set. Still danceable, everything's still danceable. And then I'll just switch it up and play a reggae dancehall set. And then at the very end of it, whatever still. You know, like if we still want to keep the party going, we can because we have so much... Between the three of our crates. Yeah. Crates.
0: Yeah. Oh, actual crates. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Actual, like, big old heavy ass boxes. Yeah. yeah. So
1: we'd have 300 records between the three of us. <laughs> I remember I mean, the had. whole
0: time thinking Serato. Like, just, yeah. I'm nah, like, duh, this is early 2000. Nah, man, Forgot. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> even
1: before that, she was like, now it's like, well, the last 15 minutes will go hard on the, on the turntable and stuff.
0: Give it, yeah, give them what they want. Yeah. 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 So uh, tell me about this backlash, though, because I, I don't really remember it, man. I don't remember the backlash. And I remember it was just, it was something else, though. What, what, what was it?
1: I think more of just, you know, we were in a turntableist band thing, and we you know and we're, we're, we're still DJing. And what are you guys trying to do Just DJing.
0: Oh, that that was seen as like a, like a step below, like oh, uh, regressing. It
1: was like because it's kind of really well. I mean, that's what we felt from other DJs. Like we weren't doing shit as, as technical as everybody else was. Wow. So it's almost like but, like but if you but if you really trip, and watch most of the routines that we did for Triple Threat, it was the original Rocksteady DJ's first routine when they won the first World Championship. The three of them, and a lot of that stuff was composed by Apollo. So we're using that kind of. Formula where it's like a almost like pause tape style. He, he credits more of that from the Bomb Squad style of production. Like you know, once again, I put this together too. I you mean, know, like everyone had like a a part that just came in uh, at any moment. Whatever you had can be a snare, kick, and hi hat. If you watch any of the stuff on YouTube, you probably understand. Yeah, like, no, because okay. I'm
0: like in my head, it's it was all that, but was kind of funny. As technical it was, it was still focused on the dance floor and yeah. making people we're dance. We're still
1: keeping the beat. Uh-huh. We're still going bars, and we're still going to the next song. Yeah. It's yeah. not just stop and watch us.
0: Yeah, because I remember like a lot. Yeah, I remember going to like parties out here, and they'd book like turntable DJs, and like you'd go, and it would just be this kind of energy suck because it's like because you know there would be a DJ before that making people dance, and then all of a sudden you hear like juggles and tone play. You're like, oh no! And you wanted to get away from that.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I love it. I love it. We also know that there's a time and place for it. Yeah. If it was a turntable festival, yeah, by all means, <laughs>
0: uh, all day, all fresh day. all day, <laughs> fresh out, <now. laughs> yeah.
1: But you know, like if you're at a at a club and they want to dance, man, like all three of us came from the sound system scene. Vin had a sound system scene in, in Jersey. Oh, what? Yeah, he was oh. and he was mixing house and reggae and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, Apollo was of course was one yeah of the party here. Yeah, just party rocking. Uh-huh. So we just learned like, you know, let's let's give them the whole shit. Yeah. Everything, yeah, you know and,
0: what I mean, and that's funny. In uh, in episode with Neil Armstrong, he credits you guys as he goes, He goes, yeah, you know, that whole like Red Bull three-stop battle that we know now, all that was started by a Triple Threat. I mean, how do you feel about that?
1: I, um, I like I told you earlier, I just feel vindicated now that now that's happening because uh-huh. we were on that shit long time ago, you know, what I mean, like uh-huh. where we, you know, you have to be able to, to add all elements during the set. Uh-huh. I mean, now it's on steroids because everyone has like, you know, the S9, mission, the, yeah. the S9 lets you do all that shit, but try that shit with records. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, we're trying to do that shit with records. I remember um, when we came out with our, our album, uh-huh. our uh, our mini styles album, Triple Threat, in like 2002, uh, Serato wasn't out yet and we didn't have time to press up show vinyl. <laughs> so Apollo was using Final Scratch while me and Vin had a CDJ each just shows you like we had to use what we had at the time yeah. beat, but still f- manipulate it as we were rocking it you know what I mean like,
0: yeah and then now do you kind of look at it like oh man I'm so glad this is
1: oh absolutely I love it I mean, <laughs> and you know we, all, we, we always talk about like kind of we were thinking that shit a long time ago we like, <laughs> that's why I mean I hate to say it but that's why the three style is so successful if, if you're someone who has no idea about DJing or whatever you can go to a three style battle and understand it
0: oh hell yeah yeah yeah, and
1: it's like it's for the masses and that's why we always said like we can't just it's dope that turntables has their own scene. But how can we make it bigger? How can we play for the bigger crowd? We started doing raves and, and more festivals and stuff. It was a triple threat.
0: Dude, all right, real quick. I, I know, we, we, I feel like we... I got so many questions I want to ask, just nerding out. So, t- the rave scene, during the height of turntableism and even now, or like, afterwards, I was always weirded out by that. There was, like, tistic oh, or kind rock. Like, yeah. And then it's all, like... And then we have the Scratch Pickles DJing some random brew. Why did the Rave Seed embrace turntable so much?
1: We're on some weird shit. (laughs) Okay. And I just just, loved weird shit. You Uh know what I mean? But it was a progressive thing at the time. You know what I mean? Like, there was the new hot shit at the time. And, you know, um, we were able to do the big ones, you know, in in L.A. and out here. And I remember the Planet Rock thing that we did out here with, like, you know, it was us and then headlining was up like, bam, and...
0: I about it. yeah, yeah or like, like chiesto or, yeah or, or, yeah and you're in this bill yeah, it was, yeah always, it was always weird it was like I was too young to go to raise but I always I always would laugh and see like you were a cut chemist so but it that was
1: packed like that it was ridiculously packed like
0: uh-huh. and you go up play Glasgow <laughs> yeah we're doing <laughs> out
1: there and we're, doing, we're doing a whole full scratch set and people would like no dig it so,
0: and, and would you like hang out and stick around the rave or be like, all right, let's I'm out, let's go. I would
1: go, I would dabble in other rooms, like I go to the drum and bass rooms, ch- check it out what the scene's like, and go to the techno room Just you know, back then I was pretty, I was pretty ignorant. I kind of shitted on the house scene a little bit.
0: Yeah, we of, all did. Yeah, it yeah was a hip hopper,
1: all... my backpack was on pretty tight. Yeah, pretty heavy. to the
0: choir, man. You know? to the choir. You
1: know what I mean? And, like, I just understand what they're, doing. what the fuck they're doing.
0: Just yeah,
1: twisting knobs and Whatever. But then now the but joke's more,
0: on us because we're like, oh, we got the new Moody Man? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, oh, I did that. Yeah. I think but
1: was, just, It just took me a while. Well, you know, just it just took me a while to really understand like other, other genres to, you know, especially as you're going on DJing other parties and you're DJing with other crowds or, I mean, other DJs who were on the same bill as you, but they're killing it with what they're doing. That's where they're really kind of like, not even the raves, just those small parties, especially when I went to Europe. You know, I'll DJ with, like, a certain DJ who's really big in that scene. And then just got this, got this you know, I'll, I'll stick there for the whole set, like, a whole hour, just kind of tripping out, like...
0: Yeah, got like Motor City Drum Ensemble or a yeah, loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. You know, like, laid loops with my, my homies, and he kills it. Yeah, he gets, yeah he'll get down technically. He'll get down technically, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> but he was just, you know, him and Chuckie was, we're, we're, were scratch DJs. who used to shop at Fat Beats in fucking Amsterdam, you know what I mean? Like,
0: wow. Damn. So
1: it just kind of shows you, like, where the pads go for certain DJs. and But the roots are still... Either turntablist or uh, scratchy jail rooted.
0: Oh, like hip hop rooted, yeah. Hip
1: hop so, rooted, yeah. Yeah.
0: So in this talk, I've noticed you 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 really talk about you know being ahead of ahead of the curve with the times. Always kind of looking forward. You know, like again, going from mobile sounds to battles to being into reggae, to reggae dance house music. From here on out, is that going to be still like the number one goal? Keep it forward. Keep that's it forward? that's
1: my, my motivation at this point, man. Just checking up, you know. Like, just if I was stuck on one scene, I think I'd be bored as shit. Really? Yeah. That's why I love, you know, my downloading days. Thursdays, is just dedicated to Deep House and Soulful House. i will be on Track Stores all day, just downloading shit. Then my next day, I'll be on the Reggae and soca and all that. You know, <laughs> and I'll just dance hall, that, you know, dance hall, I'll just download shit all day. Uh-huh. Then for my Saturday gig, it'll probably be uh, hip hop, B,
0: just yeah, all the records,
1: stuff. you know. I'm on our side or other people's sides and just download all the new shit.
0: So always moving forward.
1: Yeah. Just, you know, just keeps me going keeps me motivated like you know like I'll know like oh in this scene right now this shit is strong right here give it a fuck yeah yeah it just keeps me interested oh man this is not what keeps us as you know as DJs like with new songs and new whatever like yeah. it kind of keeps us like oh man I need to hear new but now I'm I'm so happy that it's okay you're not really a hip hop DJ anymore like you're not just a hip hop DJ my roots are hip hop but I can Play of this, that, and this all in one set. Like I can play this genre and that genre. That's what for me. I feel within an hour. I'd like to stay like within the genre, maybe for like ten minutes tops, and kind of go to something else right away. Just you know, just to keep it moving for myself and for the crowd. You know, jokes,
0: so, so all those years of people saying, "Oh man, why are you playing all this other stuff?" You're yeah. like, yeah. Look at me though.
1: Keep Wallace it. Keep it weird. Go get it later Yeah That's what's up
0: Man, and on that note, dude, I think that sums it up. You know what I mean? GJ Shortcut, thank you so much for your time, my brother. What up, brother? Like I said, man, I grew up on you and, man, you're one of the first like, group people like, oh, I want to have on the show. I want to have DJ Shortcut. Oh, thank so. you,
1: man. I appreciate
0: it, you, We could, like, nerd out way more for Dave. Oh, though. yeah. <laughs> no,
1: this is not, that was, I think, we just scratched the surface. Yeah, the yeah. Just, we might
0: one. do a part two, maybe. So. Yeah,
1: hey, man, I'm, I'm ready.
0: Man, for, once you know? again, thank you so much. GJ Shortcut, everybody. Yo, opening up, set. Big up, big up. Thank you, thank you. Respect. <laughs>